This episode is brought to you by the super happy fun slide underneath Vampire Burns' lair. Oh my god! <laughs> Please, Bart, I've seen your stupid sham. gonna be here again. Well, if it isn't little uh, boy. If I he had a comdom on, can he, Bryce? Chomp, 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 a chomp. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Beow, 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 beow. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Bryce and David. We hold uh, yeah we're degrees uh, that are spooky. Rem- remember how we came up with that intro and how it was supposed to be ironic, and now it's melded into what yeah we, we hated about right. Hey guys. It's, uh, Hey, yeah, we're, hey, whoa, No, actually, that's not true. I think it was a reaction to people in other review podcasts um, emphasizing that they're amateurs. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't know any better. And, like, our reaction is like, no, we're experts. We have have PhDs in spookology. Are you going to talk the whole episode? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is the second episode we've recorded, and there's been a dynamic where... I get frustrated with David interrupting me, and now he's going to make that a thing for this episode. Whoa. Um, now I'm definitely going to. I yeah. wasn't going to. I know. But I'm a No, little, you were. I, no, I wasn't. Okay. But now I am. Okay. Now I am. You did it. I'll um, just I'll just interrupt you throughout the episode. Good. We've got a great show today. We're going to be reviewing The People Under the Stairs. We have a bunch of patrons over on patreon.com slash horror movie talk and um they vote on one movie per month for us to review this month it's uh the people under the stairs or i should i guess i should say uh for the month of may it is i don't know if this is coming out in may but they will have heard it in may Mm -hmm. because they're patrons uh, at a certain level so there you go um so cough it up if you want to be a part of that whole vote. Yeah, it's a free show that we produce. This one is this one has been on the list for a while. This has been one of those that's been campaigned for, and I think that enough people have got on board with it. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense. This is one that's like, yeah, you should probably cover this eventually. Still talking. So, um, but before we get into the episode, I got to tell you, The Fly, 
uh, is a live show that we're going to be doing. We're going to screen the fly over at the Kiggins Theater in Vancouver, Washington on May 27th at 9 p.m. is when the doors open. So come on out. We're going to be doing, uh, you know, fun bits and show and raffle and all that kind of fun stuff. So join us. um, Travel from all around. And then in June, we're going to be screening Hereditary. So uh, and that's at the I think the last Friday in June. Fourth Friday. Yeah, uh, Whatever is probably the same. I, uh, yeah, I think it is. Anywho, um, so check that out. Call, give us a call at 682-253-4468. Leave us a voicemail over there. We're going to start out this episode the same way we start out all of them, by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 bad, 10 good. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers, take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And later in this episode, I have a huge, huge bit planned. A lot of people have been clamoring for the return of Frankie McDonald or horror movie. Mm -hmm. So that old classic. People um, have been asking. No, they have. They're like, where there's, I think Mike from California. More Frankie. Frankie McDonald or horror. He keeps he's being like he keeps making like insistent insinuations. Yeah, yeah. He's like, why ha- I asked for it? Why haven't you done it yet? Right. I'm important. So here it is: Frankie McDonald or horror movie for Mike from California, who believes that we are afraid of the air. Um, so stay tuned for that one. So people under the stairs. We watched this Wes Craven classic from 1991 and were delighted to see how close our interpretation of landlords are to the real thing. And so here, without further ado, is the trailer. In every neighborhood, there is one house that adults whisper about and children cross the street to avoid. Now... Wes Craven, creator of A Nightmare on Elm Street, takes you inside. Something's in here. We gotta get out of here, Leroy. All sorts of rumors about what goes on in that house. The police never took it serious. She's been feeding that thing between the walls again. Very, very tense about this. What goes on in this house is a sin. But what goes on under the stairs is a nightmare. (laughs) Wes Craven's The People Under the Stairs. Whoa, spooky stuff. The people under the scare. This people under the scares is the story of Fool, aka Poindexter, aka Brandon Quinton Adams, whose mom has cancer and can't pay the rent. Being saddled with the idea that he is now quote the man of the house at twelve years old, he realizes that he very badly wants not to lose that house that he's now the man of. Unfortunately for Fool. His name is Fool, and his landlords are literally the whitest, scariest, most sadistic BDSM freaks slash shotgun owners to ever grace God's green earth. They are so terrifying that they actually keep a horde of invalid children under their house and feed their pet dog Cujo parts of people that they kill. 
Fool is brought on a mission to case the house his landlords live in by Ving Rames in what an, in, in an attempt to steal enough money to ironically pay the rent back to them. So he's like, we're going to, they need rent from us, so we got to steal it from them to give to them. It seems like a weird workaround, but all right. Uh, they'll never suspect. <laughs> they'll never suspect their own gold doubloons. <laughs> their own gold doubloons to be the ones that we pay them with. <laughs> Where did you find the sack of gold doubloons almost identical to the one that was stolen? I. Uh, my name's Fool. Um, what ensues is an insane game of cat and mouse that will surely leave Fool with lasting scars, trauma, and an intense hatred of white people. Would you think that this movie? would get you to pity the fool <laughs> shut the fuck <laughs> how can you ever <laughs> that's great and you don't like my jokes on... I, I pity the fool <laughs> okay you've earned the right to speak at length mm. very well <clears throat> my review for the people under the stairs is this is <laughs> what Go ahead. Speak like it when you when you say when you equate me getting to finish a thought, you're like, eh, Bryce is speaking at length. Uh, I haven't interrupted yet. No, that wasn't. I'm saying now you can do it. And oh, I won't, okay. I won't impede your progress. Oh, okay. The people under the stairs is something of a unique movie now, but if you take a look at the time that it that's uh, spawned it, it begins to make more sense. It's in good company with the likes of Nightbreed, Gremlins Two, Army of Darkness, House. And the gate. Uh, also, which was under the suggested videos on Amazon, was um, uh, nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble, and also iguana. Nothing but trouble came out the same year, which is also kind of a very perplexing, weirdly demented reality inside the movie and inside the house that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar, actually. It's, yeah. it's weird. House has the same thing. House is very, 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 very similar. Right. And and actually, Nightbreed is kind of similar in a lot of ways, too. But it's zany, kind of, too. You know, it's like very much a 90, 1990 movie. Gremlins, yeah, too. Yeah, lots like, of... I mean, where houses... I don't remember <laughs> houses in the 80s just featuring a billion booby traps at every I, corner. I know. Well... That's Home Alone came out the year before this. This is 1991, uh, I believe, and Home Alone is 90. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, and the amount- The people love booby traps. We got to give them booby traps. Booby. They got to they gotta get a, a huge house. It's got to booby trap it up. Mm-hmm. Ah! Uh. <laughs> Lots of, I mean, imagine the effort that it would take <laughs> to create stairs that turn into a ramp. So much fun, though. Super happy fun slide. I'm only going to be here once. Uh, Can you imagine how you 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 would break every fucking bone in your body if this happened to you? Yes. Like I think about the impact that if somebody turned if somebody turned your stairs over there, if somebody turned those into a slide while I was putting weight on to step up to the next step, I'd crack in half. <laughs> You would roll an ankle so hard. My hip would hit the fucking ground <laughs> and shatter into a billion pieces. I would I would be so fucking hurt. Because it's not, it's not like sweeping you 
it's not like sweeping your <sighs> leg and and like having your feet come out from under you. It's literally like all of your vertical momentum mm. turns into ouch. angular. Oh yeah, turns into ouch momentum. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of talk in the spoilers about how crazily implausible all the booby traps and features of this house are. And yet a paid technical expert was able to come up with them for a movie set that they then just probably threw away. <laughs> it's always that always blows my mind the amount of effort that goes into making cool set pieces that then just kind of get like stowed in some Right. Nothing. The other thing is crazy to me is like these are immensely cheaper than modern movies and how much like physical stuff they created versus like CGI CGI is like way more expensive. Yeah. Like it's shockingly expensive form of entertainment and all the studios are going all in on them cuz it's the way of the future. 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 This is a dark comedy and horror movie with a decent amount of disturbing ideas and themes. It's executed in such a way that dates it tremendously, but leaves you with that waxy film of early 90s charm coating your mouth. Mm -hmm. While the acting is over the top, the themes are in your face, and the characters are just characters of stereotypes, it's still interesting and fun. I can't think of anyone who would necessarily hate this movie, but I'm sure there are, are plenty who just absolutely love it to death. Um, the intense themes of minority marginalization, class inequity, sexism, and gentrification are present throughout. Uh, but these themes are so smash you in the face in nature and are sandwiched in between so much hammy acting, uh, that it's a little hard to take any of it seriously at all. I mean, even, I mean, Candyman is much more serious than this. Much, much. You know, it was interesting. For some reason, I didn't, for some reason, I didn't do a lot of due diligence on this movie. Unlike what? all the other episodes. But for some reason, I thought that this was a Clive Barker story. And it makes a lot of sense as a Clive Barker story, because it's got sure. this weird, just weird sexual undertones and, like, kind of S&M stuff that's like, whoa, this is a different world. And it feels like, um, I don't know, uh, well, this is going to sound wrong, but uh, there's, like, a, a weird... Uh, level of kitsch mm -hmm. and like perversion that is kind of unique to a certain subculture that Clive Barker is whoa, a part of. Whoa, 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 whoa! Just like think of, especially like the the evil quote unquote mother in this movie mm -hmm. feels very akin to kind of a a, a campy evil mother yeah. that you'd see in like sleepaway camp and yeah. you know like hellraiser like just kind of like just a twisted view of fucked up because femininity I because guess. she's generic and, right and like and just totally bought into all the most wrong parts of of culture at the time um yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, no, Clive Barker definitely like Clive's stuff. All of it seems to have this weird sexual mm -hmm. feeling to it. But Wes Craven's does too, right? You know, you go last toss on the left, you're like, holy shit, yeah. And then a lot definitely. of Freddy Krueger is just so gross and disturbing, and uh, 
so it fits with both of them for sure. I can yeah. see why you would had seen some Clive Barker in here. Overall, this is a great movie to curl up on the couch and watch on fr- a Friday night and masturbate it? and masturbate too. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, what did you think of this movie, Bryce? It felt very nineties. It's very kooky, but also very like twisted in a unique way. <laughs> like, I mean, I grew up in the nineties, so I'm like pretty familiar with the tone and where this fits in and you have to it's almost like you have to understand that this is the the age of like hyper color shirts right and like wacky you know like those the the Hammer paper pants? cups the paper cups with like the jazz style on it yeah I'm like that's 90s yeah. like this weird like hyper colorful and um like avant-garde squiggly stuff that's the world that this lives in Mm -hmm. and so that um sentiment (laughs) like the acceptance of wackiness is much higher but also it's a (laughs) the acceptance of wackiness the acceptance of wackiness is much higher um but also it's explicitly a reaction against it to make it much darker and grittier yeah than every other like hyper slick media that's out there at the time yeah which is also you can say the 80s too the 80s has a lot of that as well you know like compare wall street to robocop or something like that where it's like yeah really gritty and dark but also like super slick very juxtaposed Yeah. yeah against each other yeah so did you like it um yeah i liked it to be honest i haven't even thought about a score yet um I it was good it's it's kind of exceptional and in, in an interesting way um I uh, I watched it last night and I was falling asleep through some of it like I I was pretty bored with some of it because it's the same kind of deal it's like it's very much the same thing throughout most of the movie Oh yes um and it kind of wears off where it's like okay get can we get to it? Can we get to the point where he escapes and something else happens other than him running away? And yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of kind of arbitrary, like now this happens. Have you seen this before? No, this is the first time I've seen it. This is my second or third time watching this. Um, I don't think it really came onto my radar until I was, you know, in my twenties. So. Um, I didn't. I didn't watch it uh, as a young impressionable youth. I do remember uh, my friend at the time, like in '91 or two, being like, "Oh, there's this movie, and it's about the people under the stairs," and I, and that concept frightened me mm-hmm. so much. Um, this concept of like keeping people hidden under your house uh-huh. i was like "Ooh, that sounds dark as fuck you know I, little david was like uh, th- like had never really been exposed to horror movies and so like this concept stuck with me I, and i remember being like i'm not watching that i am not watching that and when i finally did i was like oh this is a lot <laughs> easier than uh a lot breezier than i had imagined yeah there's also just an aspect of a lot of ideas that aren't quite finished. Right. Yeah. And a lot of like set pieces that are like, okay, I guess that's kind of creepy, but it's a lot of just kind of non sequitur stuff. Like the people under the stairs is 
very inconsequential to the movie. Yeah. And when you like narrow it down to what it, what it actually is, it's literally just a bunch of people behind slat shining flashlights. It's just a set piece. It's really just a set piece. It's just this is a backdrop of fucked up thing. Right. To to play off of this real story that's actually right. happening. Um <laughs> yeah, Roach is a kind of a player in the movie a little bit. Yeah. And Alice is a little bit as well, but really they're just accomplices. Yep. Um it's all fool. So yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I and mean, it's it's fine. It's fun. Um yeah. it's nothing groundbreaking or anything like that. I give this one a six. What do what do you where do you think this falls for you? Um yeah, I think that's fair. Um it's a pretty fun time. Yeah, I'd give it a six. Cool. Six it is. Six is all around. Um, Hey, you guys, you should know that if you're listening to these commercials, you don't have to. Uh, If you head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk, you can help support the show, get access to a ton of extra content like the Afterpod, like early access episodes of every uh, every, uh, podcast that we record without ads and so much more. Um, so it, help us out and get a bunch of cool shit in return, uh, over on patreon.com. Um, you can also rep our brand by heading over to horrormovietalk.com slash shop, buying a shirt, buying a coaster, buying a sticker, all drawn and designed by our hard fucking artist, Dustin Goble. If you follow him on Instagram at dgobel00, that's D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram, um, you can contact him and, you know, bother him about drawing a, a, his new series of dicks <laughs> that you can proudly display in your front window or your bathroom or wherever it is that you need your dicks. Uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us, call us at 682-253-4468. Thanks again, and let's get into spoilers and spoil this thing. Am I pregnant? What is the best time to sex to become pregnant? Pregnant. Uh, there is no pregnancy in this movie. I just like those drops. So, <laughs> no, we understand, David. Uh, oh, you whoa, you're oh, you're so much better than me. Oh, look at you. You've lost oh, the no. right to oh, speak. No, at I've length. done it. I've I've offended David. You've lost the right to speak at length. I said it. It's no longer allowed. This is just oh. me. Oh, this will be so different from regular episodes. Ah. Now you'll interrupt me. Oh, poor Bryce. Oh, no. Oh, woe is me. Uh, tarot cards. Um, yeah, we start this movie out with a tarot card reading and fool. Uh, the fool gets brought up. To which the kids chuckle and they're like, <laughs> you're the fool, fool. And fool's like, no, I'm Poindexter. To which they never reference him again <laughs> as Poindexter. He's only fool. Um, have you ever done tarot cards? <laughs> so many times. No, no never? No. They're kind of interesting to have it done. Uh, but 
And it's interesting to see how it's applied because it's not applied the kind of the way you think it is. It's kind of like these how these kids do it. It's like really, really, really left up to interpretation. Really vague and random and vague and random to where it could apply to anyone in the world. Yeah, kind of like all the religious By stuff chance. that has ever been written. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's super vague so that it can apply to a wide variety. Of, right. Yeah. Like uh, horoscopes. Yeah, and then th- this. No, it's a science. Like it's it's the <laughs> stars aligned. It makes sense because the gravity of all the stars and the sympathetic gra- gravitation makes it so that you have the exact same personality as everyone born on that month. Crystals have energy, Bryce. I can't really stress this enough. It's you can't pick up on it because you're not a savant. It's it's so crazy how how much is ascribed to things that people are like. Hey, this is cool. Yeah. If you just said that, I'd be on board. It is cool. It's like someone found like a rose colored crystal and they're like, huh. God damn. Look at this. I like this. This gives me a certain energy. I like this a lot. Like, I feel really good around this crystal. (laughs) This crystal. Is this crystal magical? I love this crystal is magical. This crystal (laughs) means that like it's. Yeah. Stuff is stuff is shiny. And we're like, it's magical. (laughs) <laughs> I'm on board. I love lamp. Look at those stars. Uh, they're in control of your life. <laughs> <laughs> they're controlling your life. <laughs> I used to believe that when my mom would take my mom, I remember this so vividly being like a three or four year old kid. And my mom took me out in at, at night one night mm-hmm. and it was pitch black outside. And she goes, those are stars in the sky. And I immediately thought of, uh, the the very gen- generalized version of a she said star and I saw the shape of a star in my head mm. and I thought those are stars and she's like yep and I was like we got to get inside one of those is going to fall out of the sky and poke me in the head like I very specifically was like we need to protect our heads now <laughs> these are the people that similarly are like that crystal has energy <laughs> Which is just everybody, you know? We're all just beholden to these dumb thoughts. Yeah. Anyway, there's a bunch of little, like, mi- the start of this movie starts out really deadly serious. And it's like, look, this is a coming of age story. This kid's gonna, mm-hmm. this kid is going, he's a fool now, but by virtue of his actions. And, oh, man, he's in a, he's, his mm-hmm. mom is has cancer. And now he's the man of the house and he's got to make it right. And then it just and there's it's a like, call to journey and and a threshold right. that he needs to cross. And then like a switch flips and it's like slipping on banana peel sounds like whoop boom wow <laughs> like then the movie just at twenty minutes in just turns into this zany wacky ride where stairs turn into a slide and the point at which the guy comes out is in the full gimp costume. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck is yeah. going on? The like, full and gimp costume. completely out of the blue and then isn't addressed at all until like the end of the movie. And it's even like, then. And I'm like, did they just put the gimp costume in there for no reason other than just like shock value in that moment? Right. It's Wh- like, what is the... Did they- and it still is... Kind of out of the blue. It doesn't really fit. 
yeah, or what have is, a purpose. Can you explain it to me? Because every time I've watched this, I've been like, God damn, what's that the gimp suit? It's almost like a shorthand for fucked up sexual stuff. Okay. Yeah. No, that's... yeah. That's, especially back then. Like, we didn't have the internet. Right. <laughs> like, can you imagine seeing that shit and being oh. like, what the fuck? These people are real. That's good. That's a really good point. It's just shorthand for being like, "Look at these freaks," and you know now now okay. Let's pause. There was no internet back then. No, not in a meaningful way. I want a documentary that shows or explains how people got into deep deep leather play S and M back then. Bright. I think you're I think you're speaking for a lot of people right now. Like how Like I'm sure there were clubs. But, oh yeah, leather bars were But big even deal. even then like where does that come from? Where does it come from? Like I want to know the history of there's leather There's so many more like like complicated sexual things that make more sense to me than like leather play. Yeah, it is the most and it's also like the most popular and known kink right for all history like what about, it's what about pup play i mean that's part of leather play right kind of <laughs> like that's everything else <laughs> like now that's super bizarre is an offshoot of snm but think about it like that was around back in like the 50s oh yeah you know oh yeah yeah I mean, where, you, where did, where the I'm f- sitting in a room filled with fine leather articles all around. I'm I'm not sure that you're not into. I'm it. so hard right now. <laughs> like I, eh, that's so bizarre. Like, where's what's the origin of leather play? You tell me, Bryce. And like gimp suits. Am I pegnate? Help. <laughs> Anyways, no. Yeah, so a, I mean, that's I, listen. If somebody's listening and is into any of this stuff, we are super interested in. The history specifically. Like, I'm not interested in, like, oh, I like whips and, like, I've got all this, you know, this is how you get in. And, yeah, it's easy now. Right. There's about a billion chat rooms and there's probably, like, an S&M leather club within two blocks of my house, you know. Okay. I'm going to. I'm but gonna, historically, I'm going to throw something out here real quick. You tell me if if you okay. think there there might be some truth in this in this just wild guess. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. It, it, the year is 1980. I'm a dude just pent up. I'm just like uh-huh. I just got some. I got oats inside my balls. That's redundant. I, you just said you're a dude. And I and I head to a bar, and um, I, I'm not sure what my thing is. You know, I, I'm just like, I'm just fucking angry and like horny. Mm-hmm. And so I head to a bar and then there's like, there's just a bunch of, you know, and I'm into guys, obviously, uh-huh. yeah, right, right. as we've gone over. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and there's just a bunch of dudes in leather and I'm just like, uh, whatever, fine. Like this will do, you know, like I just had so much of that horned up energy inside me that hmm. i just i just go okay great it's leather like it's leather and zippers and and like straps and shit yeah great yeah is it is it you just know what? like it must be it must be associated with biker culture bingo thank you yeah that must have been because bikers biker gangs and stuff has been around since a long time oh. they're like hmm, leather leather jackets are sexy get some leather chaps and some zippers and what if I just put it over my head? <laughs> now zip it up. 
Ooh, I don't think I can breathe very well. Uh, strangely getting harder. I think we might have identified it. We. No, actually, no, That that's a good point. We did do that. <laughs> Everything's a competition now. <laughs> this is the most competitive episode of Conversation. They threw out the N-word with a hard R. Yeah, hard R N-word in here. At the start of this thing, and I was like, whoa! I forgot that there was a time where you could do that in movies. You know, no, they still do that. There's still N-words with hard R's. It's it's even more effective now because it's like, holy shit, that person's evil. You know what you don't hear? There was like a great, I think there was a sketch I was watching, it might have been on TikTok, but they're like... It was a group of black people discussing how black they were, and <laughs> one of them was like, "Like, no, you're not. You're not super. You're not white. Like, you use the N word." And they're like, "Yeah, but I use the hard R." And, like, <laughs> and she's like, "N word, please." With a hard R, they're like, "Oh man, can you just not use the?" Ugh. <laughs> I remember. I think that was like Dave Chappelle or something like that. I feel like I feel like that was a Chappelle show. Maybe. Anyway. It looks yeah, new. Everett McGill is is billed as man in this movie. He's the uh he's the guy in the gimp the get gimp outfit with yeah. a shotgun that it never needs reloading mm-hmm. and has infinite ammo. Mm-hmm. It just and he wantonly th- Okay, so let's just kind of get in, in into the the basics of this story, which are surprisingly complicated. <sighs> Fool has to pay the rent. His mom has cancer. We've been through this. Ving Rames is like, we're going to go case your landlord's place because story goes, there's treasure under them there hills. <laughs> them there stairs. Them stairs. So we're going to go and steal money from them so that we can pay them rent kind of mm-hmm. thinking. And so... Yeah, I love the idea is like, we're going to rob them so we can pay them money as opposed to like rob them so we can move to a better place. <laughs> well, maybe that was the whole point. Yeah, you maybe. know, who knows? Maybe we're misinterpreting it. Um, if I were to steal a bunch of money, I would probably just get let myself get evicted. All right. Just so I could not have to pay, you know, quadruple yeah. to start paying. Right. Regularly. To, to just, yeah, catch up. Yeah. Um. So they they go, they case the place. Um, Fool ends up getting in. So does the other two guys, Ving Rames and um, question mark, man. And uh, and those two guys end up getting killed. Ving Rames gets killed and his um, adult accomplice does as well. But Fool uh, manages to, uh, you know, kind of evade the uh, man and woman of the house who are horrible, horrible, racist, landlord, gentrifying mm. sons of bitches mm-hmm. and hard R N word using bastards. Mm-hmm. And um, and he does this with the help of a uh, a fella in the walls named Roach, whose tongue has been cut out. Mm hmm. Uh, and there's a whole bevy of uh, young men being kept under this house, under the stairs in this yeah. house. Roach is essentially Jerry from Tom and Jerry. Yeah. He's like the mouse. Like, ah, you rascally, you rascally Roach. Yeah. He's like popping in and out of rooms like. <laughs> and then there's this little girl 
named I think it's Alice. Yeah, Alice, played by AJ Langer, um, who is allowed to be in the house with man and woman. Um, because she mm-hmm. hears no evil, speaks no evil, and sees no evil. Sure. Um, so th- 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 there, there you have it. This is this is based the basics of the people under the stairs uh, as a movie, and it, wacky hijinks ensue. This is essentially home. That alone. is the movie. Wacky hijinks ensue. <laughs> that should be the tagline. Really, the title. Yeah. Wacky hijinks ensue. Okay, let's talk about all of the craft work that went into making the shittiest house in the world the most technologically complex, like, and mechanically sound. A fortress. Fortress in the world. So, I mean, the first one is like the, the stairs turn into a ramp. That's amazing. Yeah. And an achievement yeah. of carpentry and mechanics and electronics that yeah. all needs to be accomplished to turn. Each to- one of those stairs has to have a mechanical, like, metal bracing underneath, I'm assuming. Yeah, like moved trigger. by a servo. Yeah, it's it's an impressive feat. Which is one thing. And then there's a bunch of other, I mean, like mechanical shutters on the windows and all this stuff. all the while being the absolute shittiest house like to live in like utterly ramshackle oh yeah like walls being like falling down in on themselves vincent like, price would walk into this house and be like what the fuck are you guys doing in here can you right. like dust some right. cobwebs off and they're just like it's basically a shack that they have no qualms about just shooting any wall in the house or like punching through or this dude's entire days his whole days like he wakes up in the morning and he's like his his wife is like what's on the docket for today and he's just like just pushing shells into this gun as he's waking up he's like got another hard day of shooting every fucking wall in my house like i have to i have to chase a man through the walls in our house it's gonna be a rough one and he does this every day is like every day he's he's doing this i'm gonna catch that rascally roach one of these days I, i it's an insane thought and uh yeah all the while like imagine the being the quote-unquote wife living in that house where you have to live in it you're like i want to have a good life the whole point of being like a insanely evil wealthy person is to live the good life right to rest on your laurels and you're sitting in this house that's falling apart Uh (laughs) bullet holes like shell casings all all over you got this dog that's literally gonna attack anybody who comes in yeah water damage like you know bars on the windows you never you never get a wink of sleep because there's people living in and under around your house and scurrying and moaning and flashing lights to do and like, I, if I were her, I'd be like, "Honey, can you, can you just do some drywall work? Should I just put? I mean, could you just? I mean, there's no job that he's going to. He's just a landlord, you know. Yeah, he's like doing real estate deals, probably. Um, just be like, come on, can we put like a fresh coat of paint and 
mopped the floor. Like, sorry, no can do, honey. I got to build an elaborate, like, mouse trap inside the walls. I don't have time. I got to go feed the 30 young men that live under our house to keep them alive. <laughs> yeah, about that. They're well, kind of the annoying, too. The stair ramp is acting up again. One of the stairs didn't turn into a ramp. Really just launched off one of those little kids into the wall. Across. Can you imagine how much more that would hurt <laughs> if you just had a stair ramp that turned almost entirely into a ramp? <coughs> I mean, that's the most horrifying thing is, isn't like the ramp that you could easily crawl back up. Let's be honest. It's basically like an ankle rolling machine. Yeah. It's like, no, your ankle is rolling now. <laughs> it's. That's terrifying. Yeah, it's just truly spooky. Yeah, this is and the amount of energy they have to put into like security, like no one can come in their house or else they will immediately be found out. Why? And it's all automated and like has like a a switchboard for every like security measure. Like some of the some of the doors are made entirely of steel. Uh huh. You know, like it. That's also the 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 paradox is that. Inside the house, it's completely falling apart. And any wall, it feels like you could just push your hand through. Mm -hmm. But the exterior walls are impenetrable. Impenetrable. Yeah. Made of steel. Yeah. It's a it's a crazy thing. Like that we're you couldn't just kick out the screen from the window to crawl out. I feel like one of the biggest points that would not have I would not have batted an eye at it if I were a kid. I'd have been like, oh, yeah this but now it bothers me so much is this this concept that there is just full-on hallways are the walls of your house so there's enough space in a wall for a young man to run around Uh to just be like to be doing you know uh you know track and field in Mm -hmm. the walls of your house but as a kid, I'd have been like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of room in those walls. Look, there's got to be like six inches. Mm-hmm. You can you can squeeze in there. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, that, like the interpretation of what the amount of space in these walls is like, yeah, there's, you can have a bunch of people running around with dogs uh-huh. and guns uh-huh. in the walls of your house. And build mechanical booby traps inside the walls. Right. It, I mean, I'm at, okay, so one of the traps that Roach created... Okay, here's the other thing. That's, let's pull me out. Every, Not a, only is everything mechanical, but you're sitting here trying to find, like, where is that goddamn rascally roach? Meanwhile, he's constructing booby traps, which have to require, like, power tools. It's a war of attrition. You know, you got to be playing the same game the other guy's playing, or else you get to fall behind. <laughs> like... Where could he possibly be, honey? <laughs> Do you hear a hammer anywhere? No, no. it could be anywhere. I don't know what you're talking about. It is, yeah, it's... Yeah, so... It's, it's it's better to shut off your mind and be like, ah, <laughs> traps. Yeah, yeah. Um, Craig, oh, were there old, like, were there old... Houses with walls that had like servant entryways. Yeah, I mean, well, or no, hidden, there, not, there are some not houses specifically. There's some houses with like hidden pathways. Yes, built in. Yeah, but, specifically, but not that the owners couldn't walk into. Right, with a purpose. Like, there's so much wrong with these walls being 
like pathways, like you wouldn't put you wouldn't put floorboards in a wall. You just wouldn't. It it would be framing. Mm. There, yeah, you know it. You would. It's all framed out. Like this is a, this is a hallway inside the walls where nothing is finished. It just doesn't make any sense, which is fine. Um, uh, Wes Craven has stated that the people under the stairs was partially inspired by a news story from the late seventies in which two burglars broke into a Los Angeles household, inadvertently causing the police to discover two children who had been locked away by their parents. Uh, the film was a surprise commercial success and has been analyzed for its satirical depiction of blah, blah, of gentrification, class warfare, and capitalism. This seems to be a thing that will just never stop happening, which is occasional. It seems like maybe every five to ten years we find out about some people that have been hidden in a house, you know, mm -hmm. like the room or maybe it's room. Mm -hmm. I guess it's room like that movie. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. I did not. <laughs> uh, not that movie. <laughs> room, not room. the room. With Allison or Brie Larson. Oh, is she in it? I think. That's who it was. She's yeah. a sexy lady. Okay. No? She's okay. Just look at you. Turned off by her personality, I think. Well, what's the matter with her personality? She's, I don't know. I've seen her on some interviews, and she seems kind of insufferable. But, I wonder, you know, what do I know? You would probably say that about me if you'd seen me on interviews. No, I'd love you. Oh, You can speak at length. It wouldn't be... <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be interrupting me. I'd just be listening to you. <laughs> um, did any of uh, this concept of like, actually, now that I think about it, this is kind of an interesting, like, maybe like view into why this movie doesn't make as much sense as it doesn't make. Okay. So you know how we've just got done describing like the impracticality, all this bullshit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Imagine kidnapping someone and then keeping them in your house for five years, and you got to keep them alive, you got to keep them quiet, and you got to keep them hidden. I I don't know what leads somebody to want to do that, but imagine how horribly impractical and oh, it would just be exhausting. No, that seems pretty easy, to be honest. Go on. I mean, just put... I mean, I got a basement. You just, like, you know, board over the windows, soundproof it, put locks on some doors so that they can't get out, put a slot that you can slide food through. I could get out of this room if you did that to me. Not if I removed all the tools. I could do that with my hands. That's just gypsum. Although, yeah, but then I'd come down and I'd beat you. Yeah, doesn't that seem like a lot of work? Well, not. I mean, you would. You gotta come down and come down here and beat me. Like now, you have to engage in physical altercation with another person. Right. Well, you gotta beat them down mentally and physically for a period of time to where they give up trying to escape. That's part of it. I like where this is going. Okay, let's let's keep playing this out. I mean, have you not tortured people and held them captive? 
Not yet. Anywhere? I'm although I'm interested in your uh I mean I'd like a, seems uh, a pretty, pamphlet. It's not doesn't seem that hard to me. It seems like a lot of extra or even, work. Or even like not even a basement, but like you could have like a cellar or like a But all that shit that you just got done descri- I'm sorry, go ahead. Talk at length. <laughs> <laughs> Get a bomb shelter, that'd be the easiest one. Sounds- Under underground. Yeah, that'd be really difficult, but I mean if you're gonna keep someone captive, like there is an investment. What's the payout? A rape. <laughs> oh. Oh, that didn't. You think people are just keeping them captive just because they want to have another dependent? No, they're keeping them captive to rape them. Is that why? It just doesn't seem like a very like. I just uh, I'm just not super amazed. Like I'm just not impressed by rape. I'm just not like I don't need a lot of it in my life. I guess. Yeah, I know you get plenty like without the basement, but some of us have to create our own rape. Hmm. No, I mean now that you mention it that way. No, yeah, I mean definitely. I mean there's definitely like that's. Number one reason why they're keeping someone captive to rape them. So, That's okay. every one of them. Now, back to this movie. Are all those guys down under the stairs getting raped? That's where this movie falls apart. <laughs> to where, no, they, they set up the, this weird story where, so what's her name? Alice yeah. is there. Mm-hmm. And so we find out that the couple are not a couple. They're brother and sister. Of this uh, yeah. super fucked up family, yeah, and it seems like they're they're kidnapping kids to find replacements for themselves because they've like yeah. trained Alice to think and act in a certain way for question mark. But then it seems like they've been searching for a boy to do that too as well. So right. Roach was a failed experiment, and when they speak evil or hear evil they mutilate them that part of their body and then shove them downstairs and keep them alive for i guess they eat them i guess the the man is shown eating them so it might be like livestock at that point yeah it doesn't seem like they have a problem killing people and throwing them into that big sluicy sewer yeah it seems like a you know how much of a backup for human meat do you need I mean, I can just go down to the street and get like a prostitute. No problem. If you're a prepper, I mean, you know, that's just a <laughs> it's, it's just a tendency. It's true. It's just a compulsion. And they prepare in this household. Yeah, there's like thirty dudes under there, and that, they don't that play is like the any most, part in this movie. Yeah, it's the most inexplicable part. It's the coolest looking, but it also is like what the? F- it's literally like, oh yeah, we put them down there and give them flashlights. Why? Why? You could just not. That's the okay. If we're talking about, can you imagine how many batteries? Know, that's the most impractical <laughs> part about this whole thing is how many batteries they must go through in that basement. Remember how shitty batteries were in the nineties? Do you remember how fast you'd have to change? Well, yeah, batteries? and shitty light. But they didn't have LED lights. Yeah, that's right. They'd have bulbs that would burn. Bulbs. Bulbs. Uh-oh. Like a flashlight would last how long? Like an hour, maybe? Oh, they'd last hours and hours, but nothing like the hundreds of hours you seem to get out of. Right. So they just now. got this horde of like mutilated boys behind this wall. They're just flashing lights through the slats that 
could obviously be immediately poked through. It's a spooky idea. You give them weapons in the form of flashlights in a super rickety room that they could just, they could easily kick through with your feet, but also they have a flashlight. I'm coming down to feed you guys and replenish your batteries. (laughs) Now we got to recycle the batteries in a certain way. So just give me, here's some Ziploc bags, put your used in here. We're going to put it and set it next to the recycling. It's almost, you know what it reminded me of like that scene? It felt very Jim Henson. It felt like Labyrinth. Like oh yeah scene from like oh yeah we just have a weird room full of muppets and flashlights for no reason Anyways. yeah uh, um turns out there are more people under the stairs than we bargained i have a note in here which is who the fuck asked for this movie like this movie is so it's 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 part of that whole like it's kind of like gremlins 2 a little bit where it's just so zany and wacky and like it's just like kind of tone deaf to whatever. Mm. Pe- it's just like I don't. Maybe people will like this. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's not tone deaf. In the nineties, it was very resonant. <laughs> it was very like more of this, please. Go There's on. a lot of wackiness. Please speak at length. I mean, think about Home Alone. That's a children's movie. Like how wacky and violent that is. Yeah, as a concept. Yeah, even like movies like Beethoven are like wow. Yeah. It's heavy on the slapstick. Yeah. Um, You know, one thing, there's kind of an undertone of sexual stuff in here. Again, I mean, that's why you keep people captive, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to rape them. Yeah. Um, and they're, they never really touch on it much. There's like, it barely mentions that maybe the guy is going to rape the, rape Alice, the girl. He's in his gimp costume and grabs his crotch at one point, uh-huh. which is yes. kind of it's, a, it's it's threatening. The fact that he's in a gimp costume is kind of it's upsetting. Highly sexualized. Mm. Um, oh, where was I going with my train of thought? Oh yeah, I just realized how casual that was and how like weird it felt. I'm realizing how little sex there is in movies now. Now, yeah. Can you think of the last time you saw a tit? I mean, last in a theatrical release. Last week we reviewed the sadness where a man literally fucked a woman's skull. Yeah, but it didn't show. <laughs> well, are you? This is that's a Taiwanese movie. I'm talking about like major theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Used to be there was an element of sex. There was, you know. Sharon Stone showing her cooch. There was always, like, some boobies. Like, I mean, you look at, like, uh, Vampire's Kiss. Uh-huh. That had boobies in it. Did it? And it was, like, incidental. It I'm was a like, vampire! Can you... Okay, to set the scene here, David's taking the metal straw that my wife gave him for his coffee and putting it right over the nip of his nipple. It fits perfectly. It occur- occurred to me. You can have that. <laughs> You don't you want can, it. You can it? have that one now. Please don't. <laughs> I did. I My didn't. children put their mouths on that, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Put it in a dishwasher. This has definitely been in worse places, and I've been, I've been munching on this thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, now that I think of it, like Marvel 
Oh, yeah. Disney. Sexless. Totally sexless. And, like, it's this weird thing. It's almost only, like, the only sex that can exist is, like... Fucked up um, weird shit. Skull fucking. Well, I wasn't going to say it. Well, yes, there's fucked up weird shit. But also, like, um, from marginalized peoples. Like, there's a lot of... There's a lot more sex in, like, Moonlight. Or, like, uh, you know, kind of homoerotic movies. But even then, a lot of it's implied. A lot of it's like, they don't really show much. But I can't think of like a mainstream, even like, okay, here's the best example. I guess, uh, who was it that, that talked about it? I think it was uh, Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven? Vanderhoeven. Vanderhoeven? Is it Van? Anyway. Who's the guy that did Showgirls? Oh, I don't know. I think that might have been Paul Verhoeven. I don't know his name. Anyways, he, he was quoted as, like, pointing this out. But, like, the one that he pointed out is the obvious, like, egregious one is James Bond. Like, James Bond has come become pretty much completely sexless, sexless at this point. Yeah, Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, in the latest movie, he's like, oh, he's settling down. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a wife now. It's like, oh, Okay. And to be to be fair, like there have been past uh, James Bond where he did get married, but his wife immediately got murdered. Um, but also, it's always been an element of him being a highly sexualized, like alpha male that's getting all the pussy that he can. Yeah, but now it's not appropriate. That's a good point. This is a, this is a really good point. Paul Verhoeven did RoboCop. Yeah. Um, which is one of he's the, got range. I got to tell you, one of the best movies, RoboCop and Showgirls, also Starship Troopers. Yeah, like the dude is super Total Recall, Basic Instinct. Oh, he did Basic Instinct. Yeah, that's dude. the one I mentioned. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, where's our Paul Verhoeven? Where is our Paul Verhoeven? Um, did he die? No. No, he's no, not he's, dead. He's still, he's still with us. Yeah, where's all the... I mean, in mainstream movies, there's no, like, action... A national treasure. Yeah, there's no mainstream, like, action or thrillers or anything that has an element of sex in it. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you think... I think back to, you know, like, Back to the Future. You know, I'm I'm trying to go through, like, big right. popular movies, and, like, there's some sex in Back to the Future. Right. Like, I'm going Steven Spielberg with this Back to the Future. I'm going Indiana Jones. Yeah. But then... Where, where is did, that? Where did in it the, turn the corner? Yeah. Maybe, you know, we're probably just putting up weird blinders. Please help us out here. 682. No, I think it's I think it's a thing. Like, you can't... Seeing boobies in movies, it used to be... I mean, uh, and to, be, to be fair, to be fair, yes, it did feel out of place. Like, there were a lot of artificial boob reveals in movies, but... You know what? We like seeing them. You know what? Do you know what? I like car chases. I like explosions. And I like tits. And I stand behind that. And I think a lot of people agree with me. Even women. Well, yeah. So please. Who who did the... um? Who did Eastern Promises? Was that... Oh, that was... uh. What's his name? Was that Aronofsky? Oh, it was Cronenberg. Cronenberg has some sex in his shit. Yeah, Aronofsky has some section his shit, which is why people find it so fucking right. Probably he uses it in a disturbing way. Yeah, there's. I mean, a lot of maybe it's just like the decline of 
auteur filmmaking. Have you ever noticed it? Noticed that the the rise in the in gang activity versus the decline of Spirograph? Think about it. I will. No, you no, won't. You won't. <laughs> so. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I just want boobs. That's, I mean, that's speak I, at can, length. Can we get behind adding boobs to films again? I'm, and I'm we can add dicks too. Let's have more equal representation overall. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm 100 on board. What do you guys think? And are we wrong? Six eight two two five three four four six eight. Um. There's not really a lot more to talk about. It's just a bunch of zany bullshit. A ha- just an ass load of shotgun shells go into trying to shoot Fool and Roach in between the walls. And then finally, um, Alice body slams mom yeah. <laughs> out the floor as the police are like, hey, is something going on in there? We've heard reports of 172 gunshots today originating from this house would you say there's a problem mm-hmm. and then just boom body slam bitch from yeah. the from the from the ceiling yeah it kind of it's weird like the the ending kind of drags on a little bit because mm-hmm. he escapes but also that's not the end at all um but kind of the the moral to the story moment is he finds uh fool finds all the gold and money and stuff in this Basically, like this dragon's layer of yeah. wealth Gold. accumulation. Yeah. Just like, like, couldn't they put that in the bank? I don't know. Um, but he's like, and he says, their house is much more secure than a bank. No wonder there's no money in the ghetto. Yeah, as <laughs> <laughs> <are> white people. <laughs> and then the house explodes, and money rains down on all the minorities. Right. It's like, and they have a dance party. They're like grabbing money and dancing. It's very weirdly. Just kind of tone deaf and like simple, oversimplified, mm-hmm. but also like, fuck Whitey. Yay. Yeah. A lot of that, which is, yeah, sure. Good point, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. Dude, this is, this is ripe for a remake. They could definitely remake this movie today. They, I, I they must be, right? They, this must be happening. Um, now I have to, now I have to, people. Well, Wes Craven is dead, so I don't know. I mean, I guess they remade Scream, so why not this? Is there a remake? Let's see here. <gasps> Jordan Peele producing People Under the Stairs remake. This is a two-year-old article, uh, one-and-a-half-year-old article, but yeah, I see lots of articles about this. So, All right, well, there you go. There you go. After Nope, maybe we'll get People Under the Stairs. Um, Final recommendations. <laughs> Look good and like this movie, Bryce. If you like wacky horror movies, I like wacky. This is very early nineties. Am I pargant? Feels very of its time, and it's different. I give a lot of I give a lot of credit for being different and it, being just, a unique experience. Yeah, this is that. Um, very chaotic, but undeniably entertaining in parts. Well said. Could have been a lot tighter. Could have made a little more sense, <laughs> but shut up, stupid. Don't worry about it. I got to say, this episode has turned out pretty good, and I think it's mostly due in part to the fact that you were allowed to talk at length. <laughs> um, with that... I'm going to let you finish. 
Are you, though? Uh, with that, let's get into our game for the day. Um, y'all been clamoring for this, um, so thanks. Uh, I've I've put in... Our the, most popular bit. This We're is a, ready. A little game where... I like this game a lot. Mm-hmm. This is a little game where Bryce has to guess whether or not I'm playing a sound clip from a horror movie or from Frankie McDonald. If you're not familiar, Frankie McDonald is an internet YouTube personality who... Um, He's gives, the heir to the McDonald's fortune. Well, not exactly. He's more He's more someone who war- will warn you about um, w- inclement weather events. He's a... He's a weather journalist, let's say. He's got his own weather channel. Mm-hmm. And he, but also, he's a man of many talents. Yeah. Um, and he'll show them to you if you go to his YouTube channel. And his YouTube channel is huge. It's very popular. It's very successful. And there's a reason why. But it just so happens a lot of these clips share a lot in common with uh, horror movies, mm. especially like zany, wacky ones that don't have a lot, you know, like, so this is kind of that theme here. So here we go. First clip. Let's hear it. Is this Frankie or a horror movie? This is Frankie McDonald, my own team station live in Sydney, Nova Scotia. Attention, citizens of Miami, Florida. Attention, citizens of Tampa, Florida. Attention, citizens of Orlando, Florida. Attention, citizens of rest of Florida. Hurricane warning has been issued for Florida. Winds are going to be up to 200 plus kilometers per hour. What was that? Frankie McDonald or a horror movie? Uh, well, and extra points if you get to if you guess which horror movie or what Frankie is trying to okay do. Um, I feel like I caught some elements of a weather forecast in there. Okay, which is usually telltale of Frankie McDonald. Okay. Um. But it was also horrifying. Uh-huh. I was disturbed and alarmed. Which I think might have been the intention. He was, he was trying to alarm. I'm going to go with Frankie McDonald. I'm going to take the safe choice since it was mentioning weather. Actually, this was a horror movie. This was <gasps> Oculus. Oh, wow. I forgot that part. Right. I know. It's Was that Karen Killen? Or Karen Gillum? Whatever her name is? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well... I gotta rewatch that. Okay, second clip. Here we go. You can play. Uh, you can play along at home. Here we go. Second clip. Frankie or horror movie? Okay, guys, let's do a super tornado siren. Wait, let him finish. I did. That's oh. that's all I have. Let who finish? <laughs> I know this one, and this is kind of a. It's kind of interesting. You're trying to you're trying to play a trick here. Switch it up because I wouldn't consider this a horror movie, but technically, you know, it it could be considered that. I believe this is uh, Bill Paxton in Twister. <laughs> I got you, stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. 
remember that scene and I specifically got this is Frankie McDonald doing his impression of a superstorm warning. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you fuck. Okay, clip no zero points for you on the board. Here is clip number 3. Okay, guys. I'm going to show you guys how the shovels with a heft during the winter time when you're shoveling snow in the winter time attach the heft into the onto the shovel so the people can reduce the risk of floor back injuries during winter months when you're shoveling the snow. If you, anybody want to shovel snow in the winter time, use your heft and a shovel so you, so you don't get injured on your back. Okay, well, I'm going to try to play the game here a little bit. Because the first one was Oculus, which is a horror movie. The second one was Frankie. Uh If we're going by patterns, I would assume this is a horror movie. But I also just as likely being Frankie. It sounds like Frankie. Yeah, no, it definitely does. That's why this is a hard game. I think it's Frankie... Giving a tutorial on how to use a, is it called a heft? Yeah, how to use your heft. How to use your heft while shoveling, while shoveling snow. snow. Congratulations, yeah. two points. <gasps> Woohoo! Not only is this Frankie, this is a tutorial on how to use your heft while shoveling snow mm. in the winter months to avoid lower back injury. Wow, wow, man, you were dead on with that one. Okay, here is our next clip. Bryce finally on the board. Here we go. Okay, go. What is it? Is that Frankie or a horror movie? I recognize this one. Yeah, I can. I yeah. Um, I am a hundred percent sure that this is Frankie McDonald uh, giving a severe storm warning to Manitoba. You are. Oh my God! That's exactly what this is. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Damn, dude! Another two points. You're in the game. There's one, two, three. There's six questions. You're you're doing better than fifty percent because awesome. you got the bonus on that. So two points. Okay. Wow. Way to go, Bryce. Coming back, making the game exciting. Here we go. <laughs> Happen to my future? If I were to fail, live up to my responsibilities? Has it ever occurred to you? Has it? Stay away from me. <laughs> I just want to go back to my room. What? I'm very confused. I just need a chance to think things over. You've had your whole fucking life to think things over. What good would it do you to start now? Is that Frankie or horror movie? I I mean I'd be remiss as a horror movie reviewer expert uh-huh. to not know that this is from The Shining, a horror movie. Obviously, yeah. yeah good job. And the part, <sighs> the- oh, it's when he's walking after her with the axe. Right. 
Very good. Very good. Wow. Six points. I've already won. Uh, actually, out of uh, 12 available points, you got six. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Right. So it's just one more, really, is all you need. Two more questions. Here we go, Frankie. Okay, Hayes. guys. We're going to do a guy acting like a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I had to c- cut it off there. Wow. Um, I'm so, going gonna, gonna to say so much more acceptable than your fucking political tirade last night. <laughs> Again, wasn't a political tirade, but. I'm um, pretty sure this is Frankie um, in a short film he entitled Man Acting Like a Sheep. Wow. Yeah, you got this dead on again. Wow. What the fuck is going on with you? I know. Wow. I've really coming through. Started on real week. Now you have eight points. Okay, last clip. Uh, this is just for fun because you already won. So. Okay. Frankie McDonald, my own TV station, live in Sydney, Nova Scotia. Massive snowstorm is headed towards Massachusetts on Saturday, January 29th, 2022. It's going to bring up to 12 to 18 inches of snow more, especially in Cape Cod, Boston, and the surrounding areas. It's going to bring a lot of snow. Winds are going to be very strong. It's going to cause blow and drift to snow, reduce visibility. Okay, I couldn't give you more than that, otherwise it would be given away. Oh, well. Well, it's too bad. It was already super obvious. It was right there in the clip. It was uh, Sarah, Je- Sarah Jessica Parker and Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. This is actually Dr. Sleep. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is that part where they uh, attack that little girl, Dr. Sleep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got The Shining in there, so I had to get Dr. All Sleep. All right, all right. Hey, did you know that um, Hillary Swank auditioned for the role of Roach in uh, People Under the Stairs? What? Yeah, true story. It was originally written... To be either a boy or a girl, so they had open auditions, and Hillary Swank was one of the people who auditioned for Roach. Wouldn't she be like 10? Yeah, right. Yep. Huh. Yeah. She's a little kid. Okay. Because, you know, all the kids in the fucking movie. I mean, Roach was... He's a little older. He's older. Although, you know, to be honest with you, I really don't know how old Hillary Swank is, so maybe, I don't know, maybe it would have worked. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you can audition if you... That would be one where in the last episode I was trying to come up with, like, women that women think are gorgeous that are just, like, kind of inexplicable to men. Yeah. That would have been an example, like, oh, I love Hillary Swank. Yeah. She's so gorgeous. Yeah. She's like, what What the fuck are you talking about? Out of all... Yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker's there, too. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, what? No. Uh Uh-uh. That's you. That's you. Yeah. It's not reality, really. Hmm. You know, Matthew Broderick's a stone-cold fucking murderer, and he's married to Sarah Jessica Barker. <laughs> he murdered a guy. He ran him over in a crosswalk, killed him. Yeah, that's not murder if we're going by law. I mean, that'd be manslaughter at the most. I mean, that's how his lawyer spun it, so who knows? You know? I mean, so did Caitlyn Jenner. Allegedly, I should say. All this is allegedly. Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not splitting it. I'm not trying to say other people don't murder people, right? So I'm just saying also. There, there other, there's some other celebrities that have run over people and got away with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that one gal from Swordfish. Um, Halle Berry? Yeah, Halle Berry's killed a person. 
Yeah, by hitting him. Really? Yeah, in a car. Oh, no. Yeah. What, big club. I wonder if they all get together in Hollywood and they're like, <laughs> we fucking kill people, right? <laughs> it's like, actually, that's what Je- well, that's what Jeffrey Epstein's island actually was. <laughs> it's just a club for people that killed people with their cars. Like, Tom Cruise is just, like, always there. Mm-hmm. It's just a place to take your car and... and and wash off the blood and and brains from the grill. Yeah, you know, and then you go affect some kids. So the- <laughs> that's that's just given. Well, he didn't kill himself. Um. Okay. Well, uh, happy Festivus to the rest of us. Happy uh, Hanukkah. Uh, this has been Horror Movie Talk. We appreciate you. Thank you for voting on this uh, this month, patrons. We hope you enjoy the show. And, uh, you know, if you'd like to support the show, uh, then do so. And Mm -hmm. you know how. And we love you very much. And have a great week. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Hello and goodbye. Horror movie talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Through the scraggly woods. He had no Horror! Sabrina, don't just stare at it, eat it. New theatrical releases always get priority. But we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Okay, guys, let's do a super tornado siren.